Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome back to On A Roll, where we take an unhealthy obsession into an actor's filmography. My name's Tom. And joining me as ever is the wonderful and lovely and a little bit cheeky. I am so glad that you added another word onto it. Also, Emma. My name's Emma. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking just now, is he going to add another word? I, I remembered. So you may have heard the panic in my voice as as I was doing the intro. <laughs> I was like, oh god, I, do, I can't. One, I can't remember the words that I said the previous weeks, and two, I need to add another one. So yeah, there's a, there's a slight panic there. This is the week-long version of the I took to the uh, I got whatever from the shop game. I couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> I don't know if it has a name. <laughs> I went to the shop game for bored I went kids to the in shop the car. <laughs> and I bought a wonderful... Uh, well, I can't remember the words I've said and I've just said them. Wonderful, so we... lovely and cheeky. A little <laughs> oh, bit no, cheeky. A little bit cheeky. Yeah, there we yeah, go. I'm definitely not that cheeky as a person. And you're not? No. You're not, you're not a, little, a little bit cheeky. <laughs> cheeky cheeky anyway uh, how's the house move going it's going all right yeah i'm currently sat in what will be the wardrobe room um, and i've had to sort of surround myself with objects to try and get the sound less echoey in the room so for the listener we have a keyboard an ironing board a nice picture of oslo bag of christmas decorations and a bag of coat hangers and that my friends is how you set up a professional podcast studio in your house. I tell you what, you are getting premium quality <laughs> content. This is nothing but the best, okay? No no expense spared. <laughs> Absolutely. E- Emma's none. bought a whole house just for the sound experience that you are experiencing now. And do you know what? It was painful this morning trying to figure out which room had the least echo in it and which one I could put the most things in to make it sound best. So I went into my cat's room. I felt like Goldilocks. I was like, no, this is too echoey. Sorry, can we just re- can we just rewind? Can we just rewind? <laughs> what? Your, your cat's room. <laughs> oh, I wonder what you were going to say then. Like, did I say something wrong? Yes, my in- cat's room. <laughs> in- incredibly, incredibly first world <laughs> comment there. Right, okay. When you've got a cat, Tom, you'll know how it feels, okay? I'll never have a cat. <laughs> she needs a refuge. A she refuge? Needs a from what, what are you putting her through? From the <laughs> onslaught that she has. <laughs> the onslaught right. that... Okay, any cat moms or dads out there will know that when you move a cat to a new house, you need to give them their own little safe space so they can get away from you because they're scared, okay? But you're 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 using the excuse at the moment that you've just moved house but in a year's time when you're still referring to it as the cat's room what's your excuse gonna be then 
Um, just that she dominates that room now and it's hers forever. Right, okay. <laughs> it was okay. meant to be the office, so we're going to be working in there from Tuesday. So I don't know how she's going to take to that. She might kick us out. We'll have to see. <laughs> yeah, she's a very vicious cat. <laughs> she's um, not. <laughs> no, I know. No, she's lovely. She's lovely and cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's, she's a cheeky cat. A cheeky um, cat. Okay. Would you like to explain what this podcast is about? Yeah, so this podcast is us diving deep into one specific actor's filmography. Um, We watch all of their films in order, um, and then we talk about them each week. Um, Season one is all about Robert Pattinson, and I'm getting very nervous that we're getting sort of towards the end now. I mean, we're not at the end, but... We're getting through them, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Um, last night we um, we updated the official Robert Pattinson ranking for social media channels, and we realised we'd watched well now twenty three films. Tw- yeah, twenty three. Which 23. is I don't even know how that's happened. Uh, if I remember correctly, he's got like thirty five things listed on his IMDb, and yeah. not all of them are films. But yeah, so we're we're, get, we're getting close. We're getting close. Um, and we, we are, we're over um, two-thirds of the way through, maybe, maths, yeah. is that maths? And we we have officially decided who we're going to do for season two now as well. We're not going to announce it, though. We're going to, we'll maybe drop Ooh. some teasers, but we know who it's going to be. Tom, can you um, please edit some um, uh, X-Files music in here, maybe? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> that, that's not going to happen, guys. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Um, oh, you'll yeah, know that we... because you won't you won't have heard the X Files music, but um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, no, Emma, chosen. yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, all right. So imagine you just heard the X Files music. It was really good how I edited that in, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Um, wow, how did you do that so well? I'm so impressed. Look, it was so good that people could almost only hear it in their mind. Like, <laughs> I, it's a skill. It really is. But, but yeah, so we do know who it's going to be, and maybe we'll be dropping some little hints, some little teasers. Yeah. over the coming weeks on social media oh we definitely will i've got i've got some some wild and crazy ideas to um to get your imaginations going but until then let's let's get back to the present moment yeah with our boy rob robbie, robbie p. p uh this week we've watched the childhood of a leader uh, and the lost city of now i want to say z i i've been saying z but in the film they say Z, don't they yeah they do but here's an interesting fact that i read uh, in all the we're promotional... already well in there with the facts. We haven't even spoke about the film. All the promotional material and all the trailers and stuff is referred to as the Lost City of Z. Of Z. And Do all you the think actors that's ref- because that's a me- an American thing to say. Like I imagine all the trailers are like Journey to the Lost City of Z. Yeah, but all the actors as well and all like the promo stuff they referred to it as that as well. Oh. But then in the film they referred to it as the Lost City of Z. And I was like, oh, which ones are going to be? Which ones are going to be? I mean, without getting into the film too much, the only thing I can assume happened there is like, it's set in the past and Zed is like, it's kind of like the old English way of saying it. But like most of us still mm, say yeah, Zed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I get you. So shall we jump straight on in there? Let's just dive into it. The, ch- the childhood of a leader. Yeah. So... Do you want to explain what this film is about? Well, first, first off, we should have a disclaimer. Um, so, yeah. a lot of this, a lot of this film it's is set in, set in, it's set in Paris, right? Oh now, god, I yeah, I didn't even think about I, this. I don't know if this is just the version that we watched, or if this is how the film is intended to be viewed. But there's a lot of spoken French in it. Yeah, none of it's subtitled. 
and unfortunately, I don't know. Do you speak French, Emma? Um, no more than what I've learned at school and Disneyland Paris. No, Disneyland Paris. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of French there, and you you know you kind of get used to it when you've been a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know the odd phrases because I <laughs> I did do GCSE French, but and I I'm did not sure. You. I think I was in your class. I'm not sure if I should disclose this. Oh God! What on are you the podcast. Say? Because I don't know if like there's like You've a statute, got to say it li- now. statute of limitations on this stuff, but theoretically, imagine <laughs> imagine that this happened. I'm not saying it did, but imagine that it did. Oh my but god! Imagine that someone <laughs> what are you did, GCSE, did GCSE French, but didn't really love it or care for it, and imagine that in their oral speaking exam. Imagine, imagine how crazy this would be if someone did this. Um, <laughs> Imagine that they cheated, <laughs> and because in your in your oral in your oral exam, oh you're allowed... my god, you didn't cheat. No, I didn't. I'm saying imagine if someone did. I uh, imagine <laughs> you that... scumbag. Imagine though that this person cheated and still only got a C. <laughs> <laughs> um, so imagine that it didn't really matter. But because in your oral oh exam, you're allowed God. to take in a sheet of paper with like, I think it's like 100 keywords. Maybe it's not even that much, 50 keywords. Yeah. To like prompt, because you, you get the questions ahead of time, I would yeah. imagine. And you you have 50 keywords to remind you of your answers. So I've heard. And <laughs> uh, if I was in this situation, maybe something that I would do would be to write out an, an entire transcript of what I needed to say, but write some of the words really small and then every oh. word, every few words really big. So that was my, my keywords. God. Uh, if if I was going to take this exam. Well, for a start, you've just given a lot of um, listeners ideas. I mean, if anyone's doing their GCSEs for well, some I don't, I don't reason know, and also I don't, listening to this. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same now. And also, I would imagine that it would require, because your teacher checks at the beginning, uh, yeah. your, your sheet. And I would imagine... <laughs> That what they would say is, this is a transcript. And I yeah. would imagine that you would say, in return to that, yeah, but it's done subtly and give them a wink. And I would right. imagine <laughs> oh my fucking God, that they would man. say, I haven't seen that. And well, I would imagine <laughs> I would imagine that this is fine for that teacher's career because they're long since retired. So I would imagine that it's all fine. I, well, would, imagine. I would imagine if I was that person who cheated on my French exam, and I imagine that I got a C still. I imagine I would be very fucking embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I would imagine that that person only cheated on that portion of the test. I would imagine that I would be wondering what else this person cheated on. <laughs> Any other exams? <laughs> I would imagine, hypothetically speaking, that that was the only one because they didn't care about French. Right, so this person who got a C, they don't know anything that happened in um, childhood of a leader in the French scenes, I'm guessing, due to the fact they got a C. Uh, I would imagine that this person (laughs) knew when people were asking what people's names were. (laughs) (laughs) Or introducing themselves. Yeah. Je m'appelle. <laughs> Bonjour. Comment t'appelles-tu? Oh my goodness me. Wow. I could also tell when they were ordering an orange juice or a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> See, I couldn't I didn't get the coffee. Anyway, oh, it's set in okay. um it's yeah. this film set in it's like just after the First World War. Yeah. Uh in France. There's a child being brought up. 
They is... should call this film Baby Hitler. That's what they should call it. So what, one of my first notes is, I swear <laughs> to God, if this kid is Hitler. <laughs> I was convinced. So just give a brief synopsis of what the film is about. Like you said, it's a kid grown up just after, we assume, the First World War. And it's set in three acts, I think. So three, already three, I'm Three thinking, or four, isn't it? Yeah, already I'm thinking this is going to be a pretty arty potentially obnoxious film i've got i've got arty arty split into acts yeah i was like oh here we go um it's got the most dramatic opening ever i was right i was watching it with my headphones on it's so intense Um, isn't it and it's just the most like i can't explain the music it's just very dramatic like fast-paced orchestral music i was like what the hell is going on it's like dun 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 yeah it was like something from like a horror film opening it was a bit like psycho wasn't it it's like it was psycho yeah i'm not surprised though because this kid is whack fucking i've also got because none of the companies that made it i've ever heard of so i've got you know when none of the companies that have made it you've never heard of, it's going to be an interesting ride. Yeah, it was interesting to say the least. So, yeah, do you want to finish summarising the film? I feel like I, I jumped ahead there. So his, his his father is uh, like an advisor or aide to Woodrow Wilson. Am I right in saying that? Because yep. they're, they're, the t- they're in the process of, of, of drafting up the Treaty of Versailles. Yeah. And his mother is German and they have been forced to come live in France while they're they're doing all this treaty shiz. Yeah. Father, played by... I don't know the actor's name, I should, but it's Sir Davos from Game of Thrones. I was very happy doing, when I saw him. Doing an American <laughs> accent, but I don't know if it's just him. I could only... I kept thinking he was doing his Davos voice. Maybe. I thought he sounded a bit like some sort of Google Translate voice. Like, he has a very robotic voice. Yeah, yeah. It's very strange. It's not a, not a very loving father. The kid keeps acting out. Um, he's being forced to learn French, and he's only allowed to speak to the mother in English. He's not allowed to speak yeah. to her in French. I don't really know why. Yeah, and um, all of the acts are split into his different tantrums because he's a little bastard. Yeah, and then there's, like, the final tantrum, and then it jumps ahead several years, and he is a fascist dictator. Yeah, um, so should we go through all the ta- I feel like we can summarise what all the tantrums were because, my God, yeah. the third one, I was just like, fucking hell. <laughs> so we should also say, obviously Robert Pattinson's in this film. We haven't explained to who he is. He's, yeah. like a, he's like a friend of the mother, inverted commas friend, if you know what I'm saying. Sex friend. He means, he means sex friend. <laughs> sex friend. <laughs> That's the modern version of Friends with Benefits. He's my sex friend. Would you like to be my sex friend? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> this feels very formal. <laughs> it's like another version of Facebook relationship status. If you would just like to sign this form here, <laughs> you will have absolute permission to be my sex friend. Ew. <laughs> this feels like something from the in-betweeners. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> anyway, yeah, and he—he's in it very briefly. But the first tantrum. What is the first tantrum? Um, <laughs> you've, you've, you've set us up to <laughs> fail here. Summarise all the tantrums. My brain just goes blank. Well, the main ones I remember are this little kid. Um, I think this is the second one. So we'll just we'll just skip past the first one. They get worse and worse though. It's the first so... one that he like lobs a load of rocks at the. Oh yeah, so the first one is he's on the side of this sort of like manor house. In the dark, throwing rocks at his dad and his mates, or someone. I or think is it it's the, the people, school kids. It's the people from the church, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. So he's throwing because rocks because he's being forced to do like a nativity at the local church. 
Yeah, and he like kicks off and he starts throwing rocks at people. So then his mom, who looks like a brunette Margot Robbie, if you ask me, um, oh yeah, she's like, you need to apologize, and he clearly doesn't want to. Second tantrum is is this when he gropes his French teacher? Yeah, he does. Bear in mind, this kid is what eight? Oh, probably younger. Nine, yeah. I mean, based on. The little boy from last week's episode. I don't know kids' ages, but yeah, on the on the small boy scale, he's probably like two small boys. So I'd put him at yeah, yeah. seven or eight. Is that is that metric or imperial? Metric? Do we do it's, imperial? It's, it, yeah, imperial was Dobby's, um, <laughs> and metric was Tiny Tim's. So he's probably think... two. He's two Tiny Tim's, isn't he? <laughs> he's definitely two Tiny Tim's, which puts him, in my estimations, around seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that. I think that's the conversion rate. Yeah. Okay. On it. So on he's he's too to goddamn young to be grabbing his French teacher's boobs. That's for sure. I mean, my not exact, that it's ever my okay. exact note is very brazen breast grab. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just brazen. Yeah, because he just slaps it on there. <laughs> he does. Oh my! Because also I know. in the lead up to this, because <laughs> so obviously we couldn't understand what was happening. So I was reading along with the plot of the film on wikipedia yeah yeah, so, yeah. i i kind of gave up halfway through because i kind of just got used to what was happening um, yeah so yeah. i i read i like read too much and saw that he groped her so before <laughs> this there's a scene where she's teaching him it's and just... she's wearing a she's wearing a very sheer top oh. not, i mean i say very sheer it's not really that sheer but she's clearly not wearing anything underneath this top and there's just a yeah. little a little hint of of nip play and, and literally the is film that french just... for nipple did you learn yeah, that yeah. in gcse french we oui. <laughs> there's like i don't know a minute minute and a half shot just slowly zooming in on, it is on so her chest weird and it's like a full yeah it's a full-on minute and a half and she's still speaking and in that sexy just, sexy french accent it's just the most closed up close-up shot of her boobs and i was thinking something bad's gonna happen here um, well i, I thought it i thought it was gonna be there later. but yeah, yeah. So a couple of scenes later he goes for the for the breast grab and then she's like you need to apologize when you make someone uncomfortable and he's just like no what is she's like you need to say sorry and he's like for what <laughs> and he, she's like you made me feel uncomfortable he's like my mother lets me do it all the time. <laughs> That's when. So um, I sent Tom sort of like a slow zoom gif last night of me just looking horrified. And that was, you know, I, you know, I knew that it would be the then. Bit. I knew it would be then. I was like, there's so many times in this film that it could be, but I felt like that was the one that was going to get you. Yeah, it, it really did. I was just like, this film is not, it's not okay. <laughs> so he has a time. And then one of the advisors, because they're like having secret meetings behind uh, the American president's back about the treaty. Yeah, very naughty. He walks in and one of the one of the advisors thinks he's a girl because he's got long hair. <laughs> so he strips off and like runs through runs through the house. And I think that's what the second tantrum is. He like and then he locks himself in his room and the mother tries to starve him. But one of the <laughs> one of the maids Parent feeds of the year. <laughs> one of the maids feeds him. So then she fires her. <laughs> I mean, when you've got a kid like that, I think starving him out is one of the best things you can probably yeah, do. Yeah. And then the final tantrum is, I don't really know where it comes from, but they're celebrating that the treaty's been signed. Yeah, they're having uh, a nice posh dinner, aren't they? Yeah, and then... Isn't it because she asked them to say grace or she asked them to pray or something? So Davos is like... So I, Davos. I was, I was going to try and do his voice, but I can't do a Geordie accent. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> I like... 
no, I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> uh, Never mind. Like, I can. The only voice I can do from Game of Thrones is um, Kalishi. <laughs> oh, Jorah the Explorer. Yeah, Jorah the Explorer. Kalishi. <laughs> I'd like to if you could love shimmy you, now, Kalishi. If you could shimmy now. <laughs> <laughs> Queen of Dragons, Kalishi. <laughs> anyway. He asks uh... He asks his wife to say a prayer before the meal. And she's like, mm, no, no, no. I'll tell you what's a good idea. I'm going to get <laughs> no, my no, very... No. I'm gonna. I'm going to get my very ill-behaved son to stand up and publicly speak. I'm going to get seems... my really grabby psychotic streaking son to say a prayer in this yeah. room full of very important people yeah that sounds like a good idea and he's like no <laughs> i don't believe in prayers anymore and then he yeah, stands the kid, up all right doesn't he remind you of the kid from the shining in this scene i was yeah he does actually myself. it was really scary what's he what does he start shouting because he stands up on the table doesn't he say i don't like praying anymore or something yeah but he's like I don't like praying anymore. <laughs> I don't like praying anymore. And like he's like yeah. stripping off. Yeah, but and it's then... like it, it, the way he says praying, he like he it's like blood curdling, isn't it? Like fair play to the little boy actor. He's really good. And they're like shut up, shut up and she comes around the table to try and stop him. And oh, and he cuz his dad's like beat him before this cuz he wouldn't eat or something. I can't really oh, yeah, remember why Davos like, batters him. Yeah, his his dad isn't very nice, so but he's got his arm in his slick in a sling, and it's revealed that he's faking the injury. Yeah, and he's he's like collected some rocks, and his mother comes around and tries to stop him, and he just fucking twats her on the side of the head with a rock, and like blood just pours out, and she like collapses, and then the kid runs off. I was honestly so shocked by that. Like, I genuinely didn't think he was going to twat his mom with a rock. I don't know, it's undetermined whether she dies or not, but yeah. um, he runs off and there's like a chase scene and then he like collapses on the top of the stairs. And yeah, and then his just... dad like beats the shit out of him, doesn't And he's he? just like... <laughs> and anyway, then it cuts to several years later. Yeah. And... The final tantrum. Isn't it like New Beginnings or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, a new, yeah. A, says... new, a new era. A, a fresh... Oh, yeah, yeah. A fresh AKA... or a new era, yeah. There's like a subtitle to each of them and the last one's like AKA Prescott the Bastard because it's revealed yeah. his name's Prescott. yeah. And you see, like, obviously, like, fascist officials sat in there. Yeah. There's a really long, really long shot of them signing documents and stuff. It's like a, I think it was about six minutes just, like, pulling out of this um, shot. It was very intense. Apparently, it took them eight takes to do that and, like, 16 people to, to, like, do the camera work. They had to like, wow. pass the camera around. But yeah, it's really intense. And then the leader arrives and people are like cheering for him. And out of this car... Is none other than, than Robert, pa- Robert Pattinson, but with a twist. <laughs> uh, and uh, we're going to go early this week, but welcome to Tom's Hair Corner. Sit on down. Oh, wow. Already. We've yeah, because, because Robert is bald. He's a bald boy. He's a bald man. I think he now, looks great. Let me tell you. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, God. That is too short. Also, just rewinding to the b- beginning of the film when he mm-hmm. first shows up, because the twist he here has is. hair, doesn't he? The twist here is that the boy isn't actually Davos's son, it's Robert Pattinson's illegitimate son through the being her sex friend, and <laughs> he's grown up to look like his father. Yeah. But when Robert first appears as aforementioned sex friend, his beard is so bad. I like. Do you this, think this beard is shit? I've got. This is definitely a fake beard, right? I just can't. No. I can't believe that it's real. It looks no. stuck on. 
because also can think? S- wow cutting forward to his beard spoiler he's got a beard in lost city of zed z Ooh. now that that is a hundred percent authentic robert pattinson beard and i'm here so for you, it but i don't think, think it was real in that but the fact that he's grown a shorter one for childhood of a leader seems less like no no i don't think he's grown a shorter one for childhood of a leader I think they've stuck one on. And I think the reason for that, because I can't remember actually if he has a beard in the final scene. I don't think he does. No, you might. So, yeah, that so might I think he would have been clean shaven for that. And then obviously it takes time to grow a beard. So I'd have stuck one on for him for Do the you beginning. Know what? I'm a, and it's this terrible. This just be like people with facial hair notice these things more because I just looked and saw beard and thought, oh, that looks quite nice. <laughs> uh, thank you, Emma, for including me in the people with facial hair category. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that five o'clock shadow does count, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Is it five o'clock shadow or is it more like I've got a slight I've got a slight light on my face and uh, <laughs> it's giving me a little bit. Um, we will get into we will get into um, talking about my facial hair a little bit later because I've got some comparing to do for. Um, oh fucking hell! Oh, God, you've compared this week, haven't you? <laughs> Look, as a man who can't grow a lot of facial hair, I feel very um, what's the vindicated for for what happened in Lost City of Zed. There's a little teaser for you. So this was. Tom's Hair Corner, sit on down, part one. Because we'll be coming back. Fucking um, hell, man. This is, I, this is exciting. I'm, yeah, I'm exciting excited times, to hear more. Exciting times. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of Bold Rob. Um, I I am. And I did like him with the buzz cut as well in um, the Rover. So maybe I'm just a buzz cut kind see, of gal. See, I didn't like the buzz cut at the time. but um, Compared to Bald Compared Rob, to completely do. bald. Mm. Yeah, the, the, I'd say that the buzz cut is... I just think he has a nice shaped head, so it's nice to see that now and then, you know? Yeah, yeah. Stop hiding that sexy egg under all that hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, this film did not have nearly enough Rob. <laughs> no, he's he's not in it a lot. how far down his career we are now, I didn't think he'd be such a small part in this film. However, it kind of makes sense knowing what kind of actor he is. I don't think he goes for things just because they're the lead role i think he goes for things because he likes the sound of the film so yeah it makes sense it's just i was a little bit disappointed (laughs) i thought the boy would grow up faster and we'd have rob maybe halfway through but Mm. it was just like the kid the whole way through which turned out to be quite entertaining because he was a little psycho (laughs) absolute psycho um (laughs) is there anything else really that um not really no it was it was a really wanky film. Uh, uh, like, arty wanky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, yeah, there's not, not like a lot of, just, there's not not a lot like of touching themselves. Yeah, no, yeah. thank God for that, because it's mostly about child, and I yeah. don't need to see that. Oh, God, taking that to a weird place, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> so, should we, give it, should we give it a rating? Because I don't really have a lot else to say about it. Most of what um, I've got to say is about City Yeah, Z. so, um, for the new listeners, if you've just started this podcast on episode 8 for some reason, um, you we psychopath. normally give... You psychopath. <laughs> we normally give um, each film a rating, either based on the name of the film, or we'll just base it on Rob's name if we can't think of anything. So if it's good, we'll give it a pat on the back, and if it's bad, we'll give it a shat on the back. Um, can you think of anything film-based for this rating, Tom? I, I've been th- racking my brain for Childhood of a Leader, and I just can't I can't think of one. Can you? No. No. no doesn't really lend itself to no anything. it's a bit it's just very complicated words and none of <laughs> there's, there's just not, too many words there's not there's not a good pun that can be made i don't think if anyone can think of a good pun then uh, you know yeah. tweet us and let us know uh, on a roll pod um yeah uh so <laughs> i'd give this a shat on the back 
Would I, you? I, I didn't. I found, I found it a very hard watch. Do you know what? This is a tough one for me because I didn't enjoy it, but I felt like it was a good film. Yeah. So, like, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, it's a hard one. I think that it wasn't enjoyable. It was a tough watch in many places, but it's one of them films where I'm like, I know this is probably a good film, but. I just can't bring myself to give it a pat on the back because I don't dish them out lightly, Tom. I really don't. Do you not? No, like it takes a lot to get a pat on the back from me, okay? Does it? Oh, wow. You've got to have sparkly vampires at least and then you get many pats on the back. Well, there wasn't... I don't think there was any in this film. <laughs> well, in that case, it's a shout on the back from me No, I do. Well. I do know what you mean. I just found it... It is a good film and like artistically and it's, it's well-directed and all these things. I yeah. just... I think... The language barrier, I I didn't really understand what was happening. The fact that yeah. I had to read along with the, the plot. Yeah, I think sort of. maybe that's on us for not finding it with subtitles. <laughs> yeah, probably. So We'll give ourselves a shat on the back for that. We'll give well. ourselves a, yeah, it's a shat on our heads, probably. Um, <laughs> shat on our face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> egg on my face. Egg on my face. <laughs> so let's move on then to The Lost City of Zed. Now, yeah, l- let's. You were excited for this film. I am such a big fan of Charlie Hunnam. It's not even funny. Like, when I saw he was in this, I audibly gasped. <laughs> so, I have to say, I'm not a fan of his. You, you're, you're what? <laughs> I'm, Why? I'm not a fan of his, and I think it might m- might be... Is it because the... of his dodgy accent? Because I get it. <laughs> it. That is a big factor, so I'm glad you brought that up, because I wasn't sure oh, if it yeah. was. It's, um, we're in this household... We are Charlie Hunnam fans, but it's a running joke that his accents are all all just bizarre, like yeah. utterly, utterly bizarre. And I think also <laughs> the one of the issues I might have is the only other thing that I think I've seen him in is that terrible King Arthur film. I didn't like him in that either. Oh, he's been in loads of good stuff. Did you not see um, The Gentleman? No, I've not seen that. I've heard it's good, That's though. That's a very good film, yeah. And Sons of Anarchy? No, I've never watched that either. Well, he's the main character, so um, okay. Charlie Hunnam is a good egg. We, we okay, like but I did grow to like him over the course of this film. He's so very charming. The the film is about I don't. I was going to call him an explorer. I guess he turns into that, right? Yeah, he's um. Is he some sort of like so not soldier? He, he was yeah. He was a soldier. Kind I think of a, yeah. yeah. Percy he's, he's, Fawcett. I yeah, remembered he's, his name. This he's week. disgraced because his father like gambled away his family's fortune and all this, so he's not very yeah. well thought of. He gets tasked with going and mapping out the Amazon. Yeah, they they give him this opportunity to sort of clear his family name and get some respect back. They're like, if you go and adventure through the Amazon for us and map it, we'll, you know, stop shitting on your dad's name. And he's like, yeah, yeah he'll, okay, he'll some cool. like mili- He wants military honour, doesn't he? That's all he cares about. Much yeah, to like his, they make a his point wife's of, chagrin. Yeah, they, they make a point of saying he's like the only sergeant of his status without any medals or anything. One one of my favourite um, quotes from it was he's at a party because he they're at a hunt and he kills the deer. Also, mm-hmm. hunting's fucked. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, fuck that shit. Anyway, he he kills the deer and that's like the highest honour. And they're at this party and usually you get to like join in with the toast and you're celebrated because you've killed the person. And they're like, oh, we should get the guy who killed the deer in. And one of the other people is like, oh no, you don't want him. He didn't. He doesn't have the best choice of ancestors. Like, like it was yeah, his. Yeah, um, I felt so bad for choice. him. Honestly, I felt really bad. I was like, let him join in on the drinkies, even though he killed a deer, which obviously yeah. isn't Gucci. But yeah. But so he he goes and explores the Amazon, and one of his, his like guide 
is, is a guy called Henry Costin, yep. played by Robert Pattinson. With a big old beard. With a but sorry, great sorry, you're big gonna... bushy beard! <laughs> you're going to come to that. Sorry, I didn't mean to skip ahead. No, no, he's Just, got... As see... soon as I saw him, I was like, wow, that's a big-ass beard. <laughs> so, yeah, he has got a beard. The, actually, I've realised that it's not Rob's hair corner, Tom's hair corner, because it's not about Rob. But we'll come on to it later because I don't, I don't want to ruin the surprise. It's still your hair corner, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It just, yeah. won't, it just won't be about Rob, the hair fact that I've got. That's fine. But yeah, he they explore the Amazon. It goes a bit wrong a little bit. Like, they get shot at by some natives. It's um, it's very much um, white men go and disrupt the peaceful lives of indigenous folk yeah. in the movie. <laughs> but up until this point, I was, like, in for it. I was like, Honestly, I am on board. Yeah, I was loving it. Oh, I've I got really um, also the per- the person that sends him to go and map out the rainforest is Ian McDermott, who plays mm-hmm. uh, Palpatine in Star Wars. Which apparently yeah. this was his first feature length film that he starred in since uh, Revenge of the Sith. That's really cool. Yeah. I didn't know that because I was like, where do I recognise that voice? And it cuts to him. I was like, oh my god, it's Palpatine. Anyway, I when they were like doing some like mapping out and stuff, I was like, this has got a real mummy vibe to it for a biopic because they were like you yeah. know he's just like a an adventurer going into the jungle they're cutting the way through they're having to deal with like snakes and shit and it's just really fun just yeah like all the music was really good and like it just felt yeah it felt adventurous didn't it i, yeah, I yeah. was like oh my god is this going to be like phileas fog vibes like around the world in 80 yeah yeah no no it's not so they <laughs> they get back well they're trying to map out the whole river and they get to the the, the source of the river and they're celebrating, and he finds some pots, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's like, "Oh God, there's civilization here!" Because the general consensus at the time was that the people who lived in the like the tribes that lived in the Amazon were savages, and they were dumb and couldn't do anything. You know, yeah. typical British racism. Um, we're better yeah. than everyone. Yeah, basically, we're so same, great, aren't same we? Old the British. Story. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can you tell we're like the least patriotic people? In the world? <laughs> Every week, we're like, I fucking hate it here. <laughs> oh, I hate being British. Um, <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> so they, he goes back to Britain, and his wife's had another child because he had, he had a son yeah. as well, uh, and his his other son has grown up and doesn't remember him anymore. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Are you my daddy?" And he's like, "Yeah, yes, I am, son." And his, he's obviously missed a lot of his family's life. But he starts, you know, going around saying there's this ancient civilization in Amazon and no one believes him. And he meets mm-hmm. this guy from who was on Shackleton's Endurance. I don't know if you know much about Shackleton. What, sorry, what did you just say? Shackleton's Endurance. It was a ship. Is that like Takeshi's Castle or something? No, no. But it was like a, a voyage that went badly wrong. So I don't know why he thought this guy he could trust. Um, Wait, what is Sh- Shackleton's Endurance? You haven't explained. You've just skipped over that. Is that uh, something I, I should know? I don't know. I know about it because there's a little... There's a little <laughs> Pod, podcast that we both like called uh, Do Go On. They did. A, oh, a, I must have. I must have missed that. They episode. did an episode. Sorry, on it. guys. So if, if anyone, if anyone wants to listen to that, uh, go go listen to to, to Do Go On, and they'll explain what that's about. Um, maybe oh, I'll, maybe well, I'll put a link I'll in the show after. notes. Hmm. Get some free promotion from me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll be really grateful. <laughs> they'll be really for grateful it. for all <laughs> twenty people that will go over. Um, <laughs> Every little helps. Yeah. So. This guy's like, oh yeah, I, I believe you, mate. Also, it's one of the people who doesn't believe him. Do you know who it was? He's giving him a bit of bit of jip in the courtroom when he's doing um, his speech. I can't, I can't remember. And he's like laughing at him, and he's like, oh, you believe these savages can build pots? Blah blah blah. blah. Yes. Do you know who it is? Oh, who was that? If I give you, I'll give you a little quote. Twenty-seven. But last year, last oh, year there was twenty-eight. Yes. 
It's Harry Melling. It's yeah, Dudley yeah, Dursley. Yeah. Dudley yeah. Dursley makes an appearance. And you know what's weird is because um, I haven't seen Harry Melling in anything since Harry Potter. And then last week, my boyfriend and I binge watched The Queen's Gambit, which is fucking incredible, by the way. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. And he's one of the main guys in it. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I haven't seen him in anything since Harry Potter. And then, and then I watched this film like two days later and he's in this too. Wow, isn't he's, this such a he's funny in, world we live in? He's in loads of stuff. Um, I've not seen him in he's anything. He's in, he's in, I think he's in the His Dark Material series on um, BBC, but I have seen him in other stuff. But yeah, he's well, like he's, great. I he's really like unrecognizable like now. Really, yeah, he's a really like watch Queen's Gambit if you haven't seen it. He's really good in that. But anyway, this guy from Shackleton's Endurance is like, oh, I was with Shackleton, so I'm a really good explorer too. Um, so yeah. and I believe you. So let's go on this expedition. So he gets he gets Robert Pattinson again. They go yeah. they go out to the Amazon. Another big boy adventure. And he's just an absolute liability. He like loses yeah. loads of their supplies. He's slowing them down. He can't keep up with them. Then they meet some more, meet a tribe, and like he, uh, Charlie Hunnam befriends them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're cannibals, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do some fucked up shit here. <laughs> we're gonna have to eat some people." Um, but it's part, <laughs> it's part of their culture. They haven't killed these people. These people died, and now they're like, it's like part of their culture. They think that the people live on in them, and they like absorb their spirit and all this. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to be caught on tape saying that I agree with cannibals. You advocate, but... <laughs> you're an advocate of cannibalism. No, I'm not saying that I am either. It makes sense when you're like in the middle of the fucking Amazon rainforest and you need you need a little bit Look, of just a little people, bit of These people, these people are probably going to kill you. Like, <laughs> yeah. So just just get, go for get, it. Get on board with it. Just eat their in, eat their Big Mac made of people. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> just crack on. he's like, I'm not doing that. See you later, motherfuckers. And he does he steal a load of their supplies? Yeah, when he goes. not cool. And then they, ca- they like, bump into him again. You know, when you casually bump into someone in the Amazon rainforest. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, it's like when you're in a supermarket and you see someone you know. And then you're like, oh, okay, I'll let you go. And then, like, two minutes later, you see them in another aisle. And you're like, oh, my God, you're still here. Oh, my God. It's like that, but Fancy in the rainforest. Fancy seeing you again. Oh, it's been <laughs> oh so God. long. What have you been oh doing since I last saw you? were just near this river. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> crazy. Such a, small, such a small rainforest, isn't it? Oh, my God. Honestly. Did you see that cobra down there as well? Oh, oh yeah. God, oh, didn't we have a laugh? <laughs> and they bump into him again, but he's injured. Yeah, and he's like Charlie Hunnam's like, oh, you're a bit of a prick now, because um, he's been making excuses for him up until this point, and then uh-huh. he's really injured and he's really slowing them down, and he, they're like, look, you're gonna have to go to the nearest village because oh, they're on a raft, aren't they? And he like falls off the raft, and they're like, swim to shore, and we'll come pick you up. And he's like, no, I'm holding on to the raft, and because he's holding on to the raft, <laughs> like ho- over half the supplies fall into the river and they lose them. He's such an ass. And uh, so they're carrying on, and then. Charlie Hunnam's nearly found a lost city of Zed that he's theorised exists. Mm-hmm. And Henry Costin, Robert Pattinson's like, no, you got to come back. He's going to die. This dickhead's going to die. We need to save him. So they Just like... let him, they patch, they patch him. Well, um, Robert Pattinson and that are like advocates for letting him die, aren't they? Like, yeah. fuck him. <laughs> he's been a knob. <laughs> yeah, fuck this guy. He's been nothing but trouble. Just throw him to the piranhas. <laughs> but Charlie Hunnam's a good guy. So he's like, no, we'll, we'll give him our last horse. And we'll send him to the nearest like village. They can patch him up, and then he can hopefully get home. And they and then so they do that, but they can't carry on because this guy, being a dickhead, pours paraffin oil mm-hmm. over all of their remaining supplies. So they've got nothing to eat, nothing's edible. So they have to go oh, home. Dear. Then he find then this dickhead finally gets home after being healed up, and he tells everyone that they were they like abandoned him. It didn't help him at all. 
They stole all his supplies and all this, and then they're like, "What a shit bag, honestly!" And, but because he's higher status, they all believe him. They believe him, yeah. And they they're like, "You can stay on our research council, and we'll fund more of your expeditions, but you have to apologize to him publicly." And Charlie Hunnam's like, "Okay, I apologize." For not fucking killing you, you dickhead. Yeah, honestly, that was such a good speech. I loved that. I apologise for nothing, you bastards. I don't know why I just then, went like Jon Snow. <laughs> Jon Snow. <laughs> I apologise I mean, it's probably about as accurate as Charlie, Charlie Hunnam's accent, let's be honest. He, honestly, it's the weirdest accent. Watch him in anything and you'll just be like, where are you meant to be from? <laughs> <laughs> um, so he goes home and he's he's got two sons now and a daughter and his eldest son has grown up while he's been away because he's going away for like two three years at a time he's practically a fully grown man now but in in dobby's i'd say he's 16 17 yeah yeah probably older yeah so his eldest son has grown up and as a result he's changed actor now imagine (laughs) my surprise kel surprise a bit more french for you my surprise also when bloody fucking Tom Holland sat at the table. I was like, hello, My Tom. face. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what as well? I was thinking, hang on a minute. Has he been in this film longer than I've realised? But no. No, no. They that just is dropped his... him in there yeah, like yeah. it was nothing. Oh, it's Tom Holland. Soon to be Spider-Man. Because at the time <laughs> your, that this was... friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man has dropped into the shot. The time that this was filmed, it was about a year before the first Spider-Man came out. So I don't know if he had been cast as Spider-Man or was about to be cast. But yeah. Something it... very weird for me watching... Tom Holland play Charlie Hunnam's son because like I fancy them both and that doesn't add up (laughs) well also they're only about 17 years part in in age difference so yeah that's what I was thinking like I mean probably back then when it was filmed it's I mean not when it was filmed sorry when it was set it probably wouldn't have been that uncommon for someone to have their first child at 17 because what else was there to do back then other than have babies with your sex friend but but the thing well obviously yeah everyone was (laughs) it was all the rage everyone was having babies with their sex friends bring it back I say (laughs) they they don't do a very good job of aging Charlie Hunnam though like they had a few no, like crow's feet, but he just looks the same throughout, even though it's over the span of like thirty years. Yeah, what moisturiser is he using? <laughs> they, Tom Holland and him have a bit of a falling out. Then he has to go to war. Yeah, because Tom Holland's like, oh, you haven't been there for me growing up. You care more about those bloody Indians than you do about me. Also, is that and an accurate description? And then he bitch slaps him, like and then he... Charlie Hunnam bitch slaps him, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does. I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> um and then but when he goes to war charlie hunnam gets injured and tom holland's like oh i'm really sorry for being a shit son Aww. and then they a few years later he manages to talk charlie hunnam into going on an expedition with him tom holland mm-hmm. to finally find the lost city of zed and they go yeah. on this expedition and then they disappear and no one's heard from them since yeah so was they intended to travel for three years they were like we'll, we'll pack light we'll go on this three-year expedition it's gonna be it's gonna be lit and then yeah no one knows where they went but we see them finding the people of the lost city of zed and then aren't they like you don't have our souls <laughs> that sounded like i said assholes assholes <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't have the same souls as us but you also don't have the souls of where you're from 
you're somewhere in the middle. So they say they're going to perform some like strange ritual on them to help them find their place in the world. Yeah, and then it's they un- cart them off down a hill. Whether they kill them or not, isn't it? Yeah, they cart them off down a hill and you don't see what happens. And then it's sort of flash forward to the mom slash wife and she's fully believes that they're still out there, doesn't she? And she yeah, says, yeah. does she say someone she knows saw them? Or she heard yeah, from yeah. someone from Brazil that saw them. Yeah, but before yeah. before he went, before he left, Henry, not Henry Costin, because he, sorry, he asks Henry Costin to go with him, but Rob's like, no, I've got a family, I'm not coming this time. Yeah, he's but, got his priorities in order, but he said to some, Charlie Hunnam. He said to someone from the Institute that's like funding their expedition, I've got this golden compass. When I get to the lost city of Zed, I will send this back with someone so that you yeah. know that I've arrived because I may decide that I don't want to come back. Oh, I, I can't get my head around that at all. So I really can't. But she says someone saw him in Brazil and he's alive and well, but he's living with the indigenous tribes or whatever. Yeah. And this guy's like, you're chatting bullshit. He's dead. We've sent hundreds of people to find him. No one's found like hide nor hair of him. And she goes, well, he said to this person to give you this because he said you'd yeah. understand and it's the compass. Now, yeah. in reality, that never happened. I've, the compass thing I've looked. Yeah, I've looked this, I've looked this yeah. up. Yeah. And we have genuinely no idea what happened to them. They were just never heard of again. I couldn't find anything on it, but I swear I've heard about this before. And there's been like a there's like a photo of like in of a tribe on the riverbanks in the Amazon, and there's two mm. white men there. I sw- I couldn't no. find I couldn't find anything about that though when I was doing my research. Um, I want to know. But I that might be something else. That, Tom, and I've I like can't mixed believe... it in that in my, in my head, but I couldn't find anything. I on can't that. believe on a roll has a genuine mystery on our hands. Yeah, like, it's really, what happened to them? It's really interesting to me. Well, I was I... watching a couple of videos about it, and like I didn't really learn anything that I didn't see in the film, but so, I want to know more. I've got, go? I've got a few like of the speculations of what's happened to them. Oh, okay, go, so, shoot. Henry Costin, so the person that Rob plays, yeah. he, he doesn't believe that any of the tribes would have killed him because he had such a ah. good rapport with them from their previous trips obviously yeah. in the film we only see him like really make contact with the one tribe yeah but yeah but he thinks that they will either have died from lack of food or exhaustion so he, he still thinks they're dead but he doesn't think oh, that they'll sad. have been killed yeah they did find a skeleton as well in mm. the forest but it was later found to not be linked i was to gonna say that that could be anyone and also in 1979 his signet ring uh, was found in a pawn shop. What? Yeah. Ooh. In when? 19 when? 1979. Fawcett's signet <gasps> ring was found in a pawn shop. But this has led to a new theory that they were like found by bandits or whatever, killed, and then they robbed them. Oh, I don't like that theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like the idea that they just decided to leave the Amazon, but they had no money, so they went to the pawn shop and just traded all their things. Because, <laughs> you know, there's loads of pawn shops in the Amazon, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Well, having said oh, loads, that, in the yeah. beginning of this film, there's a bloody opera in the middle of the Amazon. I mean, yeah. Which was really weird to me. So, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this film. I've got a little bit... I've got quite a lot of facts, actually about the making of this film i would love you to go ahead because i i knew that you'd enjoy looking up this film so i thought i'm gonna leave this to tom so because we all love story time with tom so oh story time with tom Da-da. before we get onto this i've just remembered my hair Tom's my hair corner hair corner sit, on, sit down. on down part two so just before they go on their final expedition tom holland has a mustache i fucking love it so it's not real. 
You what? It's a fake moustache. Tom Holland had to wear a fake moustache for the movie as he said he was a child, inverted commas, and couldn't grow one yet. Now, the moustache that he has in this film is probably about the same amount of moustache that I can actually grow. So I have this over Tom Holland. I, w- I mean, you've got to have at least one I'm gr- thing. I'm grasping you? at straws here, but that's what he I've got. He looked fucking good with that moustache. I thought it was real. I was like, "Damn, Tom Holland." No, it's it's fake. It, wow. But he he won't have been that young because he's only about a year younger than me. I think. I mean, does that give you hope that you might be able to grow a proper moustache one day? Hey, because you're still a child, according to Tom Holland's hey. um, con- perception of time. I have grown a proper moustache. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, or maybe. Maybe that'll get posted on social media somewhere. It depends if I hate myself. Trust me, it will. Hate hate myself enough to let that get out into the. Public I have those photos, there. so it's out of your hands. I'm afraid. Oh, okay, okay. I I grew a mustache once for a, a part I was playing. It was brilliant. We loved it. I look like Freddie Mercury. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad person to. Look yeah, no, like. true, true. <laughs> also, like a paedophile, though. So it's, it's you know. Yeah, we're not into that. You have to you have to weigh up the odds. Anyway. <laughs> This is all about the the facts that I have now are all about the filming of this film because it okay. it was shot parts of it on location in the jungle. Very cool. So director James Gray wrote to Francis Ford Coppola, who who directed Apocalypse Now, mm-hmm. asking for advice about shooting in the jungle because he shot in the jungle. Coppola's two word reply was, "Don't go," because uh, when he is that all he put? Because when he decided to make Apocalypse Now, he had received the same advice from Roger Corman. I'm not entirely sure, but who he. That is did it anyway. Yeah, I think so. When filming in the jungle, Hunnam rem- remembers a particularly nerve-wracking encounter. I was staying in this little shack on this hill, he says, and I woke up at three in the morning to this ungodly noise like there was a pneumatic drill in my ear. <laughs> An insect had burrowed into my ear and hit my eardrum so I couldn't go any further. It was a long beetle with wings. When it couldn't get back out, it kept trying to burrow further and further in and flapping its wings, and that's what woke me up. Oh... I am going to throw up. Oh, my God. That's made me feel proper queeze. <laughs> How disgusting is that? Oh, Something you know burrowing what? into your ear. Fuck off. No. <laughs> have, I, have you have you ever no. heard that story about that woman who couldn't hear properly yeah, in her one, he- not one ear? Not spider. Yeah, yeah. And they have oh, a look in there and there's it. like a spider's nest in her ear. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Stop it. And then there's also that woman as well that she had like lumps so on her skin on her arm. Spiders. No, no. I think it was... No. Um, so she... Please say it was kittens or something no she got got in a bath and obviously the warm water woke it up and it was like wasp eggs or something off man (laughs) i don't know how i'm so sorry to the listener can i just say both those stories unverified they're like urban myths that i've heard so i don't know Yeah, but the charlie hunnam beetle in his ear story is real and that's bad enough yeah and also robert pattinson said it felt pretty sketchy at times there were enormous spiders and snakes everywhere and giant, gorgeous, bright blue frogs that will kill you. <laughs> I love that he said gorgeous. Yeah, what a cutie. Yeah. We were worried about arbor vipers that drop from the trees and bite you in the face. <laughs> After someone in the crew got bitten in the neck by a snake, they asked me and Charlie, should be Charlie and I, to go into the... <laughs> You're a dick, man. <laughs> Come on, Rob. You're a dick. I don't even know that it should be, you know. I think he might be all right. Uh, they asked us to go into the virgin jungle and bl- with blunt machetes and all the Colombians were telling us there's a reason you don't go off the path the animals will leave you alone until you start smashing the jungle yeah and as they should bite your face off leave the jungle I alone imagine you know what? That. I, I was watching this film and I, I was watching Charlie Hunnam explore the Amazon and thinking 
do we have to do we have to blame this young man Charlie Hunnam is playing for you know palm oil plantations and the destruction of the rainforest no it feels I, like we do i think i think they'd be doing it anyway let's be honest he he just mapped it <laughs> I mean, out yeah true he probably true, just true, made true. it easier for them to find the palm oil yeah true and that yeah so just imagine bloody filming in the amazon forest i haven't got it written down here so i can't remember the exact amount that they lost but both charlie hunnam and robert pattinson lost a shit ton of weight from filming in the jungle because they weren't they were eating like the bare minimum each day why but apparently they, they bring some snacky snacks y- with the film crew y- you'll enjoy this as well apparently they <laughs> they both became really good friends because of this film Aww. because like they were like really? they were like it's quite a bonding experience being just you know in a jungle though? with I, someone i was looking for pictures of rob in this film to make the cover for the podcast mm. episode and you know when you click on a google image and it gives you like a brief description underneath i briefly read that they didn't really talk during the filming oh so is that did i just read some i don't bullshit, know basically but rob was saying you know oh, it's quite a bonding experience because we were just on a river on a raft and we were covered in flies He's like, when you're exposed to the elements like that, you like learn a lot about each other, sort of thing. Maybe, maybe if I'd clicked the article, it would have said we didn't really talk because we couldn't because every yeah, time we yeah. opened our mouths, there were vipers trying to get in there, <laughs> <laughs> trying to eat our tongues. Also, it wasn't originally going to be Charlie Hunnam that played Percy Who Fawcett. Was it originally, be? it was going to be Brad Pitt. Fuck that! No, I love Brad Pitt, but I feel like Charlie Hunnam How, really nailed this However, after discussions, however. both Brad and the director felt the role should be played by a British actor. And this he Agreed. he left this film. He was still producer on this film, I think. He left this film, The Lost City of Z, to go and be in the film World, World War, War Z. Z. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Brilliant. Um, and then they signed Looking on. Good film, by the way. They signed on Benedict Cumberbatch to play Charlie Char- Percy Fawcett, but God, he had to so he had to um, back out when his wife became. It says here his wife became pregnant and preferred not to give birth in the middle of the Amazon. I mean. She's just boring, if you ask me. That was a bit of excitement in your life, you know. It just it just spice things up to think: Is my newborn baby going to get taken away by a jaguar and potentially eaten? Yeah, just you know, just adds that little. Don't be such a bore. Frisson Mrs. of Cucumber excitement, Patch. doesn't it? You know, <laughs> frisson, a certain je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> um, Good lord! And then, yeah, apparently, mm. this film, his performance in this film, is apparently what made matt reeves consider him for the role of batman in his oh, brilliant the batman but yes. i haven't watched the film i wouldn't say that it particularly um you don't really get batman vibes from it but i guess he was just like oh he's a good actor you know yeah he was he was really good in it i liked him in that role i can't believe how old they made him look he looked about 55 yeah he, <laughs> with that so, beard. <laughs> so he looked really old for the entirety of the film but charlie hunnam just didn't really age at all it's very strange no <laughs> he's an ageless enigma right should we give it a rating let's give it a rating I don't know what um I don't know what accent that was meant to be. It sounded slightly Welsh, Welsh, maybe. Yeah, let's give it an eight ten. <laughs> so is it the lost city of Z or the lost city of P? <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. That's the, the bar be- is so that, low at this point. The best point, I've got, it? or the lost city of Z, <laughs> or the lost city of Dead. Dread. Oh, dread. Oh, dread's good. Dread. I like dread. You like, like dread. you like dread. I love Dread. Well, <laughs> it doesn't really matter morning. what the negative is because for me it's Lost City of Zed. Yeah, it, yeah, for me too. Absolutely, Lost City of Zed Absolutely all the way. cracking film. Highly yeah, recommend. I would thoroughly recommend to a friend. And also it's a film a film about the about the Amazon <laughs> made by Amazon. So Yeah. Amazon I mean we've got to love that. Uh, yeah. No not ironic at all. No. So yeah, 
That now brings us on to the official Robert Pattinson ranking. Dun, 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 I don't know why now, I just felt like putting a Can let me tell you, this, this is going to be a hell of a lot easier for me to read out because it's been yeah, lovely so, uh... formatted. For me, by Emma. <laughs> I um, I texted Tom last night because if you follow us on social media, which you should, um, I posted an update of the official Robert Pattinson ranking last night on Instagram. So I asked Tom, the gatekeeper and guardian of the ranking, to send it me over, assuming it would just be bullet points on an iPhone's note. I was so wrong. What I received was a PDF to my email of just the most <laughs> hectic and like frantic list. Some of the some of the films were in all caps, some of them were in lowercase, some of them were just like one word to describe the whole film. So Maps to the Stars just said stars. We just had <laughs> Harry Potter in all caps. We had Bad Mother in all caps. It was fucking chaos if that wasn't an insight into your mind i don't know what is can i just say in my defense though first off you would never have known if i had not sent you that you would no i don't think anyone would ever know well also it's because it's been like cobbled together on the fly as we're recording these and i'm not very good at multitasking it's not a criticism it's just funny and then after we've recorded i don't i haven't bothered to go back and format it nicely but now I it's... also really enjoyed um, Queen of the Desert was just desert. Desert. <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, I'll give you... Shall I give you the top five? It's not changed again. So I think it might, though. I think it might. Yeah, I'm... So yeah. do you want to give me a little bit... I'm getting bored of the announcer voice. Can you give me something to... Like some inspiration for my announcing of these five films? Um, Some inspiration? Um... How about, seeing as we've spoken about it a lot, France? You want it in a French accent? I do. I want it with oh, a certain je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. Okay. And if you know the French versions of any of the words that you're going to read, just throw them in there. We're, <laughs> bo- we're bilingual today. That's, that's not going to happen, <laughs> looking at these. Harry Potter. Oh, no, no, no. It, it might, it might. <laughs> oh, hello, hello. Welcome to the <laughs> official Robert Pattinson ranking. In at number cinq, it is a, are you say, the breaking down part one. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on up to uh, number cat, it's a breaking down part three. <laughs> In at number three, it is a, mm, how you say, are you saying this, a new, new loon. <laughs> <laughs> New Lune. Claire de Lune. Uh, in at number two, it is uh, Remember Me. And in at number one, the typically top of this spot, it is uh, Harry, Harry Potter and the Goblet of the Fire. <laughs> I'm so sorry Brilliant. to anyone who has any anything to do. If you've known a French person, I'm sorry. Because... <laughs> Tom, does that was that a hate crime? I I, it might, might be. be. It might be. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you said "remember me" and not "remember moi." <laughs> Look, I'm so angry at you. Right I was now. <laughs> I was free falling there. I was panicking. <laughs> I knew the I, you were falling with style. I knew the accent was incredibly <laughs> offensive, and <laughs> I was just like, "How has my life got to this moment?" <laughs> anyway, oh, should we? Fucking brilliant. Should Thank we? You. Should we whack these films in here? Yeah. So, ch- Childhood of a Leader. Where are we going to stick that boy? Um, 
somewhere in the middle. Probably. Somewhere in the middle. Is it better than life? Um, in my opinion, no. No, I, I don't think it is either. Is it better than the Rover? No. Is it better than the Bad Mother's Handbook? No. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stick it between Little Ashes and Bellamy. Yeah, that sounds okay. about right. So th- awesome. <laughs> Okie doke. And okay, the Lost City of Zed. Oh man, that's up there. It really fucking is. Is it better than Remember Me? That holds a special place in my heart. Remember me. Oh, I'm you know, struggling there. Do you know what? Remember I've, me is so. Good. I've been thinking about this. You know, I might because Harry Potter's been at the top for a long time. But the more I've thought about it, the more I think Remember Me genuinely is the best one that we've watched. I think. I I agree, and I'm happy to rejig the top five. So we're going to put Remember Me into number one. Yeah, fuck it. Ooh, let's okay. go crazy, Tom. Let's go, let's go mental. Let's go nuts. That still doesn't, that still doesn't help us where we're going to put Lost City of Z. I think the Lost City of Z is better than both the Breaking Dawns. Okay, is it better than New I'm, Moon? I'm just going to put it out there. I think it's better than New Moon, isn't it? Yeah, it's better than New so Moon. So the question yeah. now is, then, is it better than Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? It's probably not, is it? Oh. Or is it? Maybe. Mm, like I love Harry Potter, but from, from a film that's made me go, I want to know more about that, and, yeah. you know... Yeah. So, Jesus Christ, we've gone mental. Oh my God, I am so... I can't believe this, Tom. Not only have, I can't believe not it. Not only have uh, we gone back on our previous decision that we've always said would be final and knocked Harry <gasps> Potter out of the top spot, we've knocked it to number three. Do it. What, Do you know what? What is this madness? It's just got to happen eventually. You know? Oh my Harry days. Potter can't take the crown all the time. Absolute... Checkmate, bitch. Absolute scenes. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm not going to do the entire list in a French accent. I'm just going to say that now. Have you got any other accents you'd like me to do? Honestly, that was more than enough okay. for one day. Okay, so we'll just do a quick rundown. Bottom to top. The Summer House, Queen of the Desert, The Haunted Airman, Sword of Xanton, How to Be, Cosmopolis, Maps to the Stars, Vanity Fair, Bellamy, The Childhood of a Leader, Little Ashes, <laughs> The Bad Mother's Handbook, The Rover, Life, Water for Elephants, Eclipse, Twilight, Breaking Dawn Part 1, Breaking Dawn Part 2, New Moon, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Lost City of Zed, and it's crept up to number one after many, many weeks in the number two spot. It's Remember Me. I can't believe we've done this, but you know what? I'm really happy with that. That feels right to me. You know what? I think sometimes you've just got to break some rules. You know, rules are there to be broken. (laughs) My brain is broken at the fact that we've fucked this list. Shall shall we wrap up with the Robert Pattinson fact of the week? Robert Pattinson fact of the week, TM. (laughs) Thank you for that. So (laughs) this week's Robert Pattinson fact of the week, TM, is that Robert Pattinson is the youngest of three siblings. He has two older sisters who, growing up, used to dress him up as a girl and call him Claudia until he was 12. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this might be the best one yet. (laughs) I genuinely think that fact tells me all I need to know about the weird roles we've seen him play. (laughs) That explains a lot, doesn't it? Do you know what was so funny about this fact as well? I found it. So if anyone wants to know, I have been using a blog post called 42 Sparkling Facts About Robert Pattinson. And this was number five. And this is number five? 
And then, <laughs> there's just a picture of his sisters on there, at presumably some red carpet event, and they've just got their arms around each other, and they're both really beautiful, and they're just like posing and smiling at the camera. And I was just looking at them, thinking, "You evil bitches." <laughs> <laughs> you evil bitches i'll tell you what that has made my day knowing that that is <laughs> I thought, I thought you'd that like is that. fantastic <laughs> oh Rob. dear god on that on that bombshell i think we should wrap things up we should yeah so people want to contact us how can they do that emma you can contact us on the social medias um at honor roll pod on pretty much anything twitter instagram facebook. facebook um you can find us on the youtubes um just look up on a roll pod i'm sure we'll pop up um you can drop us an email um on a roll pod at gmail.com we've also got a beautiful website that you can check i was gonna out. say we are, we um, often forget to mention that. <laughs> yeah um please do but i, I have to, um, I have to say i haven't told you this but this week i've received several compliments on our website so well thank you seeing as you designed it thank you very much yes um yeah so go check that out um honorapod.com um you can share it with your friends you can set it as your favorite default website so every time you open your browser so it's your homepage. You yeah it. yeah um no, if you've not? enjoyed the podcast as I'm, as I'm sh- i feel sure you have um <laughs> you can how could you not you You've just learned that Robert Pattinson wore a dress as a child. How could you not love this quality content? <laughs> he was forced to. That's that's what's good about it. <laughs> part of Claudia. me, part of me thinks though. You know, he wasn't. He didn't have to wear it, did he? Part of part of <laughs> him enjoyed know. it. Have you ever had two older sisters that bullied you? No, so. no, I suppose. Um, but if you've enjoyed it, leave us a rating um, on iTunes because it genuinely really helps us out it does and i think that's about it isn't it yeah so uh we'll we'll see you next week oh should i tell you what we're watching next week oh yeah please do oh i can tell you because i remember because i looked it up this morning oh next week we are watching good time oh and damsel oh now i'm excited for good time i've heard a lot of good things about good time i've heard a lot of good things about good time and you know what i looked up damsel because i'd never heard of it and that actually looks quite good as well right okay well lots to look forward to then next week yeah so with that we'll uh we'll see you in a week we'll see you when we see you have a nice rest of your day or whatever you're doing au revoir (laughs) au revoir (laughs) goodbye (laughs) goodbye Honestly, we get we get weirder and weirder every week. Bye. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.